in today's show. We're looking at the waiver wire, how we're going to attack the rest of this week. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. So we're in the fantasy playoffs. So what we're looking at now is Thursday to Sunday this week, you know, which guys we can stream in. Now for the way the schedule breaks out, we've got one day with 10 games and we've got three streaming days otherwise. So Thursday, Friday and Sunday are key streaming days. You may even be able to stream on a Saturday. So if we look at the teams who have the most games on the best days, it's Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Dallas has three left. The Thunder have three. The Rockets have three, along with Milwaukee and Brooklyn. But outs, uh, Dallas, OKC, Houston, Toronto, one of those three games is on the Saturday. So you, adding a player there who's a back-end player might not have that value to you. Whereas Milwaukee and Brooklyn... All three, they play Thursday, Friday, Sunday. So if you add a Bucks or Nets player, you'll be at least definitely be able to use them on those three days. If we look at the flip side of things, from Thursday onwards, the Knicks and the Clippers have one game. So, and that is for the Clippers on a Saturday, so not even a usable day. And for the Nets, sorry, for the Knicks, it's on the Sunday, which is a usable situation. But that means there's you know, three days without the Knicks playing where, you know, if you are in a do or die battle, players like, you know, Rowan Barrett, Probably needs to be dropped. Reggie Bullock, maybe Nerland's Noel in that situation. And then you look to restream on the Sunday. So we're going to look at his points leagues. We're going to look at category leagues here as well. Um, and talking about how do we attack certain categories and how do we get the most value out of points leagues. Let's do that right now. Let's start with Yahoo points leagues and some players that we can add. Again, this is this is based just on volume of games from Thursday through Sunday. It's not looking at schedule as much. But when you look at all those guys there, they are available in over 50% of Yahoo leagues. So we've got a couple of Thunder players, Isaiah Roby, Alexei Pokushevsky, and Ty Jerome. Jerome playing pretty well, getting more minutes than Theo Maladon at the moment as the backup point guard. Pokushevsky is going to start at the three, and Roby is going to be the backup five, who's going to get the bulk of the minutes there. There'll be probably games out of those three that Lou Dort rests as well, and that'll help the usage of Jerome and Pokushevsky and Roby as well in that scenario. But again, remembering that the Thunder do play on the Saturday, so you might not get the the full three games out of those guys, depending on your schedule. Ken Birch in Toronto. Oh, I thought the Raptors would rest blokes. They didn't, but Birch put up some pretty good numbers anyway. Look, he's going to start. He's going to play all three games unless an injury strikes. He's in the same boat as those Thunder guys where you might only get two usable games, but I think he's a guy that we want to we want to add. And then we look at Jalen Brunson in Dallas. I know Trey Burke played you know, over him in the last, last couple of games. I don't think that's a sustainable model, but we will see. But you could substitute Brunson for Burke in there if you believe that Burke all of a sudden is going to be the guy that gets those minutes. I don't, but it is a distinct possibility. If we go to ESPN points, we've got Thunder guys there again. These are all players, again, rostered in under 50% of ESPN leagues. We've got Baisley and Roby as your two Thunder guys. You've got uh, Ken Birch. We'll just talk Baisley, who's putting up some really, really strong numbers at the moment. Inefficiency doesn't have as much of an impact 
um, in the points leagues versus category leagues. And he's putting up some okay defensive numbers. He's doing basically what we thought he would do at the start of the year. So Baisley and Roby, we've got Ken Birch there again. Dorian Finney-Smith is available in a ton of ESPN points leagues. So if he's available with three games left, again, with just the two qualities, but with three games left, he is dealing, he's always popping up on the injury report, but he's playing through it. Um, and I think they need him out there. And he's playing really well. I think Finney Smith's an option. And then another a name that's popped up here that's back on, back ready to play. And he's available in over 50% of ESPN leagues. And that's the Rock DJ, Robbie Williams. Now the Celtics only have two games. They're on low volume days, but it's Robert Williams. So yeah, the value of Robert Williams is two games. He's probably better than Ken Birch's three slash two. It's probably better than Dorian Finney Smith's three slash two. It's probably better than, you know, Kenyon Martin's three slash two or whatever it is. It's Rob Williams. He's got to be added two games. Maybe they go easy on him, but I'm still adding him pretty comfortably in that scenario. For category leagues, if we're streaming in the points category, Ty Jerome, really impressed with what he's doing at the moment. So he's going to be a strong add across many categories. Jordan Poole. Now, Kent Bazemore is back for the Warriors, but Poole is putting up some pretty decent scoring numbers. He can struggle in other areas and he can have some stinkers for sure, but you know he's going to get 20 minutes most nights. Landry Shamet, Landry Shamet and Jeff Green, the two Nets guys. Now remember, the Nets have three games on the low volume day. So while I'm not the biggest Landry Shamet fan overall, three usable games, which literally could total 90 minutes and 45 points. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. Same with Jeff Green. And then Daniel House Jr., three games for the Rockets. Now House might sit one of those. He's not the greatest player out there, but he can score in bunches. And we know, of course, that John Wall is out. Threes. Shamit, we talked about already. Ty Jerome, we talked about already. Pat Mills, with no maximum Derek White, Mills is probably going to push to 25 to 27 minutes. He can hit three threes a game. Easy. Um, the Spurs have uh, the two games this week, but on the low volume days. Jordy Poole in there again, and Daniel House in there again. Now, I guess the part of the problem with Jordan Poole, I should mention, is that Warriors have two games, but only one of them's on a lower volume day. Now, again, that depends on how your roster breaks out. You might be able to use blokes on Saturday. You might not, but you need to pay attention to that. Rebounds. Tristan Thompson, I know Rob Williams is back, but Thompson will still probably play 20 minutes or 22, 23 minutes, and he's still going to grab eight rebounds. And in two games, and getting a 16 rebound boost is pretty good. Tony Bradley might only play 18 minutes a night for the Thunder, but it's three games. And again, he can get seven rebounds in that time. Dwight Howard for Philadelphia. Um, two quality games, so that's a bonus. Could Embiid rest a game? Maybe. Let's see, who does, actually, who does Philadelphia actually play during this time? Atlanta and the Spurs. Yeah, maybe not then. They might rest him against the Spurs. I don't know. Um, but still, he's a good rebounder. Kenyon Martin Jr. Um, Houston, the rotation's weird. Like if Eric Gordon and DJ Augustin return, it does shuffle guys around a bit. But if they don't, then 23 to 25 minutes a night from Kenyon Martin is absolutely a realistic expectation. And then in OKC, the Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenrich Williams, three games for him. Maybe one with extra volume with Lou Dort likely sitting. So that does help uh, Williams be an option there. For assists, that name again, Ty Jerome, three games, big numbers, good opportunity. Love that. Tomas Sadoransky for the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls have the, uh, what do they have? They have two games and it's only one quality, but he could drop 12 assists across those two games, even coming off the bench. While Malachi Flynn, I love that they're giving him minutes over Rocket Rodney Hood because he's better, over Stanley Johnson because he's better, over DeAndre Bembry because he's also better. And I am not convinced that Fred VanVleet's going to play the remaining three. He does not look right at all. And Flynn is getting 20 plus as it is. He could have literally 20 assists over the next three games. I think that's absolutely a possibility and it's hard to leave that on the wire. 
Corey Joseph. Now, I don't know what sort of nonsense Dwayne Casey is going to go about. Will he start Joseph or will he start Killian Hayes? They've got two games left. Both these guys could get five to six assists per game. So they're both options. There's no back-to-back. So it's not like Hayes is going to rest or Joseph's going to rest. The worry you have is, does Corey play 30 and Hayes play 17? Or does it go the flip side? Or do they play 24 apiece? And trying to work that out, yeah, good luck. You've got no chance of working out what Dwayne Casey's going to do. Look, just think whatever the logical option is, he probably does the opposite. But then you think that he's going to do the opposite and then he does somewhere in the middle. And you just go, well, what am I bothering? Like, it's impossible to know what that sort of dickhead is doing. All right, let's go on to steals. Malachi Flynn, he's right up there. Kent Bazemore, as I said, is back. Two games for the Warriors. One quality only, though. But he can generate some steals, and he probably will start over Michael Mulder. Hull Neto will start for Washington. They've got two games, but only the one quality one there. But still, he can generate some okay scoring and steals. And, of course, Matisse Thibel, the painter. Two quality games. If he plays 25 a night, which is um, maybe unlikely. Maybe if he plays 20 a night. Yeah, it's four steals coming right there. And then, of course, the big fella. It's big Shaq. Shaq Harrison. Two games for Denver. He might play 12 minutes a night. He could also get two steals a night. This is what he got, does. He doesn't do anything else. And he is a, you know, a bit more desperation because the minutes won't be as high as any of these other players. But he still can do it in pretty good bunches. For blocks, we're looking at Kenyon Martin Jr., Naz Reed in Minnesota. The Wolves have two games there. Drew Eubanks of the Spurs who comes in and is blocking shots at a pretty high rate. Jaden McDaniels in Minnesota as well. And then Bismack Biombo, who's getting 22 to 25 minutes a night as the backup center behind PJ Washington Jr. For field goal percentage, it's all going to be big, man. Tone Bradley, Jackson Hayes, Alex Lennon, Robin Lopez, the uh, the Scott Brooks dynamic duo, and then Derek Favors in Utah. He might only play 17 minutes, but if he shoots 67% on you know, five or six attempts, it's enough to have an influence in that category. And then to free throw percentage, we've got Jordan Poole, Shake Milton, Pat Mills, Garrison Matthews, and Landry Shamit as guys who might be able to swing that category in your direction, hopefully. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget, follow along, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey while on YouTube. Thumb me up. Ring my ding a bell. Drop a comment. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Share it, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.